Military parents never miss a beat, and neither does the Johns Hopkins U.S. Family Health Plan. Built for every warrior in your family. With more than 40 years of service to military families, TRICARE Prime Benefits plus exclusive extras. Learn more at warriorsathome.com. It is SNY.TV's The Juice on the Cuse podcast. Covering Syracuse basketball, lacrosse, and football. Today on the Juice on the Cues podcast on SNY.TV, we'll be talking about Syracuse basketball's postseason and a special anniversary for one of the greatest college basketball games ever played. I'm Wes Chang, and I'm joined by the Juice Online senior college basketball analyst and 2003 national champion, Andrew Cowie. Andrew, how are you today? I'm doing well, Wes. How about yourself? Andrew, I'm great because this is the best time of the year for college basketball. And I want to get you started on this one. Syracuse finished the regular season with 19 wins and 10 wins in the ACC. Were you disappointed with how the regular season turned out after Syracuse was a preseason top 25 team? You know, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't disappointed just because I didn't, just knowing the team and, and their kind of, I would say, their offensive issues um, that they, I think that I had a feeling that they might have, you know, where opponent, uh, opposing teams kind of knew what to expect from Syracuse. Um, you know, I knew they were going to have their kind of ups and downs, their highs in terms of a win like Duke or a win against Louisville or even going on the road and beating Ohio State. Well, that, that win looked really good early in the year. You know, maybe not as good at, since Ohio State struggled a little bit. Um, I, to me, I had expectations going into every game where it could it could be a win, but it didn't shock me if they lost like to Clemson, um, you know, last week. So it's just... It's just, uh, you know, there, there wasn't any kind of dominant player or dominant, like, wow factor when you watch a team. You just knew that they can click and things can go well, but they're also going to have their struggles, uh, you know, quite handily. You know, Andrew, one of the players I thought was going to be a wow type of player that you were just talking about is Tyus Battle. He returned for his junior year and was a preseason first-team All-ACC selection. He ended up dropping to the third team when the selections were made early in the week. Did you expect him to play better? I think, I mean, again, he averaged 17 points a game. You know, would you want him to average 22, 23? Yeah, that would be, you know, nice as well, but... You also know that defenses are going to – they know Tyus Battle. They know that that's our kind of lead score, the guy that can kind of create his own shot and toward the end of the game can can we look to, for him to take over. So they're going to they're gonna use their defense. They're going to scout that, and they're going to, um, you know, have more help defense toward him or you know, put their best defender on him. So it's just going to be uh, – that's why, you know, I understand some of his, you know, struggles he's going to have his great games because he is a good offensive player, but you know, he's not a top 10, right. If he's not a top 10 pick or a top five pick, you know, should we be expecting him to be uh, a Carvelli Anthony or a team work where he's just so dominant and, and can overtake a game? I think that may be a little bit unfair. So, you know, would we have loved 20 from him, maybe 22? Yeah. But um, you know, he still averaged 17 points a game. So Syracuse is at the end of the regular season, and now the real season begins. And the Orange has the ACC and hopefully NCAA tournaments coming up. What kind of adjustments are you making if you're Coach Beheim, especially with the offense? Yeah, I think, you know, obviously the offense is going to be, you know, a key part of it. But I do think because this team, you know, with Tyus, with Frank, with Dolajay, with uh, Brissett, these guys are, you know, from a college basketball standpoint, it's a veteran, right? It's veterans. 
And I get the feeling or, or the hunch that come tournament time, it, there's a little bit more heightened uh, responsibility, heightened effort, heightened focus. And I think that's where, to me, it's, it's really looking at the defense and saying, hey, how can we really kind of uh, step that up and change, and change the game there? I think that's where they can do some, some great things uh, with the focus. Andrew, take me through the process of being a bubble team heading into a conference tournament. And Syracuse has a situation where they're going to need to win one game against Pitt to really feel comfortable being selected for the NCAA tournament. What was that like for you as a player? And does that sense of urgency translate into the game itself? Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I mean, if they lose that game, um, uh, you know, I think we're all going to be a little bit nervous come Selection Sunday. You know, you still think they should be in at 19 and 12, 10 and 8 in the Big East, but that would be, you know, losing to Pitt, BC, either one would not be a good, would would be a bad loss. And, uh, you know, being in the tournament, uh, one game, you know, the tournament community probably looks at that. So, um, you know, God forbid, I hope this does, that doesn't happen. You, I think we all feel if they get that game, we, we're at 20 wins. I think everyone's um, sleeping well Saturday night and looking forward to Selection Sunday. That, so that being said, the players know that, right? The players know that. The coaches know that. Um, and, again, it's, it's tournament time. So the, the players are, have that focus. And, um, you know, I, I expect them, you know, really, to me, I think it's where they can kind of ramp up the defense again, you know, close out faster, get the shooters faster. Um, so I think – Again, both Pitt and BC know us, so they're going to have a little bit more success than, let's say, a, a random team in the tournament that's from the Pac-12 you know, or the Big 12 so forth. Um, so I think, uh, I think it, the heightened intensity and focus will be there Wednesday. Um, and so that's why I think, you know, I, I still think we win, that, we win that game. Andrew, you were a four-year player at SU, 2003 national champion. So I want to get your perspective on this. Would you rather be a team that's on the 8-9 line and have to play a one seed in the second round, or would you rather be on the 10 line and avoid a top seed despite being an overall lower seed and needing to beat a 7 seed to get into that second round? I know that every team wants to be as high a seed as they can be, but do you see any strategic advantage in that? Is that something players and coaches even think about? I think, I think, especially with Syracuse, it's really about matchups, right? So to me, it's always when I, when I see Selection Sunday and see where Syracuse is, one, I always look at where, where, what's the location, right? You know, Syracuse fan base travels well, but the closer we are to the East Coast, we're always, you know, it seems like no matter where we go, we're always going to have, you know, the crowd in our favor when it comes uh, in the arena. So, so destination, I always look. I always look at that. And secondly, is then is the matchup. Like to me, people always think like, oh, if we play a team that has some great shooters, that's where um, we'll struggle. It's really the opposite. Take it, you know, Clemson game is a perfect example. The reason that they performed so well in the second half was their rebound, right? Their inside play, they're getting rebounds. And to me, that's where we where we get hurt in the zone is we know how to cover the shooters or find that really great key shoot, uh, shooting guard and can kind of shut that out. But it's, it's, if they have a dominant presence or strength with their forward center position where they're out rebounding, rebounding us or getting putbacks, easy buckets off of a, off of a three point shot, that is where, um, you know, we can have our struggle. So to me, to me, 10 seed, eight seed, you know, I don't see this year, 
a real kind of dominant team. You know, you could maybe Virginia, but I, any we know anyone can be beat, right? So I, to me, a ten or eight, it doesn't matter. It's more of getting the right matchups and maybe and hopefully you know not playing in like Washington or you know or California. Andrew, around this time of year, I always get a prediction from you, and I always enjoy it because you don't sugarcoat things, and you tend to tell it how it is. And as a result, your predictions are pretty accurate. So with that in mind, how do you see the ACC tournament playing out? And hopefully, how do you see the NCAA tournament playing out? I think ACC tournament, just because all the teams know Syracuse, they know know the team. You know, my guess, we get that first win, and I'm not too optimistic about you know, after that, um, I think it, there could be a little bit of a letdown saying, we got that win, we're good. You know, it's almost, you know, the intensity loses a little bit that next game. Um, to me, I think, I think I don't know why, but I have a sneaky good feeling about this tournament because of, uh, really because of Frank and Brissett and, and, um, and Tyus, because of their veteran staff, because they're big, we're really big up front when it comes to the zone. And to me, it's, I, I think it's we got to win games like 65, you know, 61 or 62, 58, and I, I I do have a good feeling that we can grind we can grind those games out uh, and, and and make a little bit of run or make a little bit of scare. You know, once you know, I, I'd like us to get to the Sweet 16, and you know, and then you know, all but you know, who knows from there? You know, so much will depend on you know again who we who we face. Predictions sound good to me, Andrew, and we are right at the end of our show. Your closing thoughts? I think my closing thoughts is, is similar to, I think, my closing thoughts uh, last year around this time is uh, hopefully we're, we're, all Q's fans are watching Selection, selection Sunday after, uh, after a win against D.C. or Pitt, uh, so we're feeling, we're feeling comfortable is, you know, when those brackets come out, you know, first round, second round, you know, again, look at those opponents. Look, you know, if you really want to dig deep and, and, and get confidence or worry, worrisome, you know, look at what that opponent does well. Are they a really great three-point shooting team? Like, they shoot a lot in a high percentage. I think that's in our favor. Are they dominant, you know, big guys rebounding inside paint? I think that can that makes the matchup a little bit more difficult. So when you're filling out that bracket or, or thinking how far Q's can go, I think those are kind of uh, two really kind of key stats that you can kind of look forward at the opponent to kind of uh, get your, your predictions going for Q's. Andrew, my closing thoughts are on the 10-year anniversary of one of the greatest college basketball games ever played, the six-overtime game between UConn and Syracuse in the 2009 Big East Tournament quarterfinals. Syracuse won 127-117 to in a game that took three hours and 46 minutes, which was the second longest game in college basketball history. Johnny Flynn, 34 points, a perfect 16 for 16 from the free throw line. He added 11 assists in 67 minutes played. Paul Harris, 29 points in 56 minutes. I think everyone can remember where they were and what they were doing when that game was happening. Just an incredible memory, and it's always nice when your team comes out on top. That's it for us. For Andrew Cowie, this is Wes Chang reminding you to remember that thing you didn't want to forget. You've been listening to the Juice on the Cues podcast on SNY.TV, and we'll see you next time. This has been the Juice on the Cues podcast, part of the SNY.TV audio network. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? 
Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com/play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy.